Hey everybody, thanks for joining me today with Texas Homegrown Music. My guests today are the Stout Brothers, and these guys put together a band, these two brothers, um, after being raised in a family with their dad that played music and was out uh, playing all kinds of bands and bringing them home and sitting around and having all kinds of... uh, sit-ins and kumbayas, (laughs) listening to all kinds of stories, I'm sure, and I love it when they follow in their footsteps, and uh, Apple didn't fall far from the tree, clearly, so I can't wait to get you to this music, and before I do, I'm going to play a song off one of my records that I don't even think is available out there anymore. It's called Live at the Palace. It was a venue that was off of Greenville Avenue in the early 2000s, and um, so I'm going to play Blood is Thicker Than Water, and we come back. I'm going to have Caleb from the Stout Brothers talk about this band and all this great music that we're going to share with you today on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylie Thomas.
I said, don't you know? I said, don't you know that back on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Caleb Stout of the Stout Brothers. Welcome to the show, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I've been looking forward to this because I spent the last few days listening to your music, and man, it is right down my alley. I Honestly, I love the energy. I the love the vocals, of course, being a singer myself, I'm really intrigued with how um how you got that. If you were just born with it and just discovered it in this whole term or whatever. But um I wanna hear all about it. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't know who you are yet, but they're gonna know soon enough. And I want you mm-hmm. to start with mm-hmm. giving me an idea of what got you into music and uh and tell me about your band. Man, I I I think that the the best place to start with my journey with music is probably a, uh, I'll fast forward from the childhood years. My dad was in a band growing up and he did, he did that. And so it was kind of mother's milk for me to, to, um, I was holding the, holding guitars whenever I was three and four years old. You'd think with that kind of background, I'd be better at the guitar, but it is what it is. So <laughs> I just, I, I, that was where I came from. It was very natural to have, music in my house ever since I was a child. And so it's, it, it, it was it all the way uh, through all of my endeavors in life has always been something that's been a constant for me. Um, and, you know, I formed, I formed a couple of bands in a high school okay. had a couple of terrible forays into punk rock music, okay. but, um, <laughs> That's all right. we, all but had, we, uh, we all did those things a little uh, bit, stepped in and out yeah, of some different stuff. I, I guess I should say punk rock is not terrible, but mine was. That's probably <laughs> the way I'd put that. But I, you know, so I, I grew up with it, and it was something that was just a, a a big part of my life, and it was just a natural extension of of of, of what I was trying to do in my endeavors. And eventually, people started to say things like, "Oh, you know, you're pretty good at that. You should you should." you know, you should do more of that. And, and all of a sudden I started finding these like-minded people and, um, it was a really natural progression, uh, for us to, 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 to form a band. It was not something that I guess we really set out to do in general, but it was just something that had to happen. Okay. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a, uh, we'll call it a beautiful coincidence. So was it you? Uh, you were the impetus, or is there two of you? Tell me, tell me how you came up with uh, Stout Brothers and and who the mm-hmm. original guys are, and are they who you're with now? Yeah. So um, Stout Brothers was uh, was was we originally started touring and gigging under that name in 2020. Uh, prior to that, we were we were in a 
uh, we were in another project which referred to as No Chance Band. Now the original guys in there were a couple of uh, a couple of friends and my brother, um, and uh, and and a couple of guys that are actually in in Stout Brothers now. Uh, but when we decided, hey, we're going to go more towards original stuff, we decided, man, we needed to make a change in terms of just uh, it was a good time for a revamp brand and a reset. And uh, that's where Stout Brothers came from. It was, um, it was. We were looking around, and I was talking to my brother, and I was talking to my mandolin player, and we threw out probably a hundred and eighty-five thousand names. And you know, you try to get creative, and then you go out on the internet and make sure nobody's already taken that name, and it gets to be kind of a thing, right? But uh, eventually, my mandolin player just looked at me and said, "You know what? We need to do. It's. We just need to be the Stout Brothers. It's. It's easy. It describes us." And also, it's a strange name. Nobody's got it. There's no, nobody has already. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, yeah. (laughs) I promise you. It's it's open. There's no, no, no problem there at all. Well, you know, I thought that when I had May Lee and then I got out there after, you know, of course, I'd been doing this for a lot of years. And then once we got into this big social media frenzy and I saw all these different May Lees out there singing singers, of course, they're, mm-hmm. you know, from Asian to, to mm-hmm. German. To, I mean, there's it's crazy, but you never know. I'm sure there's some other stouts out there, but uh, nothing like you guys for sure. I know. Well, I'm so glad you guys decided to get back into music because after hearing your voice i can't imagine you not doing this i mean gosh caleb you definitely have a gift i appreciate that it was not something that just you mentioned earlier it was it just you know it was it was something that we had to work on and it took some time and um people will occasionally say that and i'm always uh very flattered and then people will say something like well you just must have been born with this god-given talent or something and and it's it's for me, it's none of that at all. It was just I had a to lot of lot of work. work at it. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it's just it just is what it is. And I people who hadn't heard me for a while they come back and say, "Oh man, your voice has improved so much." Um, and it's just like anything else; it's repetition and it's understanding. It's that ten thousand hours, baby. <laughs> really is. It really is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tell people all the time when they ask me, "What should I do?" I really want to start a band. I go, "You just need to start playing." You know, because mm-hmm. the more you play, the the better you're going to get. And uh, yeah, there's there's nothing like it. Well, so you guys started out in 2020. You have um, released an EP mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. singles. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you guys are working on another record. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I was really impressed with the fact that you've done so much already in just that short amount of time. What, mm-hmm. How do you think that was that happened? Is it just because you guys just started gigging or what was the deal? You know, um, when we started, we were we were very, very um, we were we were planning on releasing just a few stuff and then kind of trickling things into. And that's not really how it's worked out. And I'm actually kind of happy about it because um, we started putting together a collection of tunes and we would do some more and I would drive the band crazy because we'd be at rehearsal and I'd be like, um, you know, we were, we were working on these other tunes, but I wrote this other song, uh, last week. And do you guys want to hear it? And that became kind of a thing. And, uh, we refer to all of our tunes now as the new song, the new, new song, uh, the new, new, new song and the <laughs> song following the new, new, new song, because every time we go to rehearsal, I'm just like, Hey, I've got this new, new tune. Um, and we just, we just, we've just kind of developed that. So, um, 
and we were able to kind of uh, pick and choose with some some things uh and and we've done some more and we have more in the hopper that we're we're waiting to get done at this at this time um and so yeah we just i love creativity i love creation i love the creation process and unfortunately the way my brain works um it's just it it comes out and it just has to it has to find its place. So that's what, that's where, where, where it's all coming from. Well, you know, I'm so grateful that you, we're in a place now where we have these smartphones that we can just sing mm-hmm. into and record into. Cause um, when we've started, you know, like I said earlier, my husband, and I've been playing together for over 30 years, writing music. And I've, I had napkins and note cards and, you know, mm-hmm. and old cassette tapes. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was not so easy to catch those, ideas um spiral bound notebooks yes yeah. oh notebooks and i in fact the other day i was cleaning out a drawer and i found a notebook that had so many little blurbs in there of song ideas that i had but this is such a great way to do it now you can literally wake up I, there's times i get a melody in in my dreams and i can wake up and sing it in my phone and go back mm-hmm. to sleep and not worry about it mm-hmm. whereas in the old days i had to get up try to find a, a battery to go into the cassette tape and push record <laughs> You know, it's crazy. But I'm laughing because you said you would go on your way to rehearsal and you'd have a new song. I'm I'm laughing because George and I often will call the band on the way to a gig. Okay, mm-hmm. it's in the key of D. It's mm-hmm. got these changes. We're, you guys are going to love it. We're probably going to just do it on the fly. So at least you guys are doing it at a rehearsal. So that makes it great. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to start out by playing a song that you guys um, just released as a single called Misery. And um, there's not anybody out there that can't relate to what's going on in this song. But give me an idea of what you were thinking when you wrote it. You know, uh, when I wrote Misery, I I think people were... uh, Misery came around 2020 um, with all that was going on in the world at the time. And we are just reflective of the world around us. And that's just the way that we are. And I, I was looking for... I was looking for a reason to be upbeat and um, and to be positive about what was going on in the world. I had a lot of friends in the music business who were off the road and they weren't touring and things were tough and people were, were struggling, um, not only just financially, but I think emotionally as well. It was amazing the conversations I was having with people at the time where it was, you know, um, this thing that I do, my life's work, my life's blood is 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 on hold right now and i don't know when that's going to come back and i don't know what it's going to look like when it happens and um and so it's very difficult to to be um hopeful about the future in those kinds of situations and so uh that's that's kind of where that song was born i was looking around and and i was thinking to myself man there's a lot of reasons uh to be miserable right now um but there's always something uh, over the horizon. Um, and that's why there's, that song has very much a feel of a journey, like you're going somewhere, you're trying to get somewhere. And I think that's kind of uh, a common thread through some of the most recent stuff that we've been doing. And I think that's really where that kind of workmanship-like attitude towards what we're doing today, because we're, we're working towards a better future. Um, and that's really where the spirit of that song is for. Take a good look around and it's kicking your ass And they say, 
understand someday There's a little more white and gray in your beard It's a testament to all your years What a shame every dog Take a good look around and it's kicking your ass And they say, you'll understand someday But there's a little more white and gray in your beard It's a testament to all your years What a shame, every dog has his day
Well, I know you guys really enjoyed that. I I tell you, I heard I first heard this song, Caleb, and um, because of Jennifer sending sending me you know things every week, and I was like, I've got to I got to have this band on the show. I got to I got to hear more of their music. And as I've dug deep into it, I realized that you you really kind of drive your sound from a lot of what I was raised on. And I you know I've re- I was raised in the South. I'm a Texas girl. I grew up on the beach in Florida, and then came back to Texas in the '80s. Mm-hmm. But um, when I saw that you were influenced by people like Marshall Tucker Band, I was like, okay, these are my kind of guys. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. really rootsy music. I can tell you guys have listened to a lot of 70s music and um and i and i dig it i dig it a lot so uh so tell me about this um this record that you're working on now with my friends there from blue water highway um zach kibido and greg essington um tell me how you Mm -hmm. met them and how that journey's going for you Man, Zach Kibido, Greg Essington, uh, first time I saw them was at Green Hall on a Sunday afternoon. It was a sweaty summer day, and um, actually some friends I were with were like, hey, we're going to go check out this band that's playing at, at Green Hall. Uh, and um, I, I went with them, and um, I'm a music guy, so they're, they're always trying to qualify things for me whenever they're trying to introduce me to new to new people. Oh, these guys are so good. They're, they're fantastic. They, they've got this, you know, they've got this guy and he's got this voice and this other guy and this other person. And so I, 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 um, I went and saw them and I got to say, I, I, I fell in love with their, their musicianship. I fell in love with the way that they approach songwriting and, um, and, and the way that, 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 the, that these things go is, is, you know, Hey, I got to meet these guys. I got to talk to them. And, um, and we kind of, that's, that's kind of where it started um, many moons ago. And they went from playing the, uh, the, the back end of green hall on Sunday afternoons to, to headlining their own shows at green hall. And it was just a beautiful thing to watch. And um, I forcibly tagged along for, for, for that kind of stuff. Um, mostly as a fan. I mean, that's the first, that's the first way I came to those guys. Um, and so as our relationship grew and we were able to, uh, you know, we were able to start talking about things. What was amazing to me was that they were interested in what I had going on, you know? Um, and as they kind of, um, as, as they kind of learned more about me, they were, always interested in that kind of part of me. And so that was always, that was always very flattering. Hey, you know, Zach would be like, yeah, man, have you been writing lately? I'd love to write with you sometime and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, um, and so our relationship kind of, kind of grew that way. And then eventually um, I called up Zach one day and I said, Hey, um, you want to produce my next record? <laughs> and, he, and there was a pause and then there was some thought and he said, yeah, man, I'd love to do that. That's cool. and yeah, and uh, and and he and Greg and and Kyle, uh, man, they jumped in with both feet. And I got to tell you, you've been in music before. You've done studio stuff, and when you work with people and people behind in, in the booth, behind the board, or or mixing or producing. The, the number one thing that you hope for whenever you get into that process with somebody, because you kind of get married to them for a minute. Yeah. Um, you just really hope that that they will that 
that they'll internalize that music and they'll make it their own, that they will care. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, um, these guys jumped in with both feet and they were, um, so invested and involved in the, in the, in the, in the music from the get go, as it was coming off of my iPhone and my spiral stuff. And I'm singing, um, the stuff to them on crummy, iPhone recordings and they, they sat there and they ground through all of that stuff. And, um, I was so impressed with, um, what came out of it on the other side. Cause if you've written music, you understand sometimes in the, in the confines of your bedroom or wherever you're writing music and you think, man, this is going to turn out. And then you get in with a group of people and sometimes it turns into something completely different and it's, it's just really beautiful and powerful in its own right. And it's so cool to see music that you've done, just kind of take on that, that those next, that stacks layers and other things like that. And it was just, it was a, it was a great process with those guys. Um, and the fact that they still talk to me after, um, we finished up the record is a, is a testament to how much patience those guys have. Well, no, it's actually a testament to how um, much of a good friend you are to them and how much they believe in you and not just um, not just your music, but you as a person. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about um, what I do and being able to share with people what's going on with um, Texas musicians. I love the fact that I feel like so many artists um, around here, around Texas, don't own things to themselves to where they don't want to share it with others. And, and mm -hmm. they love to collaborate and they love to help people mm -hmm. and they love to be involved in other people's projects. And mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a great way to watch the explosion of Texas music get out there. And oftentimes mm -hmm. I, this, you know, this isn't the first time that this has happened where I've talked mm -hmm. to people that said they were fans of a band and then they ended up getting to know them and then they ended up collaborating and doing things with them. And, and all of a sudden they wake up one day and say, wow, I can't believe this happened. You know, mm -hmm. this was a band yeah. that I was looking at thinking they're so fantastic. And now we're doing things together. And it's just a, mm -hmm. it's a really cool um, journey. And I, I love it. I love that you got that together with them. Well, after having them on the show, um, I can tell what kind of individuals they are. I mean, they just really are not only just gifted in their own right, but they love to share it with other people. And mm -hmm. uh, so when I found out he was doing studio stuff, I thought that was really wonderful. And to know that you guys are together. I mean, it's so great. And very similar sounds. I mean, uh, you've mm -hmm. both got your own styles, no, no doubt about it. But but you've got something for everybody. And if somebody comes in to, to hear you guys play and they're really looking for uh, country, they're going to get some of that. But if they like blues mm -hmm. and they like rock and, you know, like the earthy and we call mm -hmm. it a melding together of Americana. Some people call it red mm -hmm. dirt, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. Uh, Southern rock. Um, yeah. It's it's all there. And both mm -hmm. of you guys have, have found a way to really you know, make the audience be involved on so many different uh, levels and genres. And I, I just love mm -hmm. it. So, so what, what can we expect in this new record that you guys are working on? When do you think you'll be done with it? So, uh, we're going to be dropping the, uh, the full record of which we, these two songs that we're talking about today, misery and Sunday are the first two singles off of that. Okay. So the full record's going to be out in November, time frame and so are you um uh, so are you still in the mix mode on it or is it already done and you've already had it mastered tell me what's going on there it is uh we just got back from muscle shoals we did some mastering out there oh. and um 
it, it's it's ready to go. I'm sitting on these things. I have them on my iPhone, and I I get giddy because I I will go through and I will listen to the tracks, and I tell myself, you know, nobody's heard this one before. And you've and and as you're saying, hey, I like this song. I like this song. The thing that keeps popping in my head is just wait till wait till you hear what we've got coming next. Oh wow. Uh, and so we've got. Um, so what's the name of the album? And tell me how many cuts we're going to be listening for. Yeah, so you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get ten ten cuts off of this. Uh, the name of the the record is uh, is Livewire Priest. Okay. And um, and man, uh, as it, you'll hear a lot of, if you if you're familiar with the Blue Water Highway, the Blue Water Highway sounds, you're gonna hear a lot of uh, you'll hear some of that uh, stuff come through in the in the production there. One of the things that they challenged me so much on in the studio was just the vocal work. And I think if you, you know, we were listening to that song earlier, um, Misery, the harmonies, and they really pushed me. Uh, Zach has such a beautiful voice. Greg is the same way. Well, Zach, and didn't he, if I've got my my facts right, I think Zach was like studying to be an opera singer or something at yeah. one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, the both, dude is, yeah, they're both incredible mm -hmm. singers. That he can he can make you cry with a uh, with a with an iPhone and a guitar and just he can put recordings together that just sound just amazing because he's got that kind of pitch and that timber, and it was kind of funny because we'd be sitting in the studio and uh, I'd be in the booth and I'd be singing, and he would be like, "Hey, push yourself on this," and kind of giving me this you know kind of things. But also not only that, just talking about you know put more emphasis on this this thing and that thing. And it just really helps in terms of the production and delivery and the quality of the vocals um, overall. So he really took, um, he really took some clay and made a, uh, uh, made something really beautiful out of it. Uh, he's a, he's a tremendously funny, kind of a dry fellow. And uh, I would, I would sing a take and he'd be like, really get out there. And, and I would, and then there would be a pause from the booth and I'd be just waiting on the, on, on their, on their feedback and he would kind of come back and be like, um, maybe a little less of that. We'll try. Uh, you we'll know, that's so funny. I, um, I've done some stuff in the past with, um, my really good friend, Andy Timmons. He actually has mm -hmm. produced a couple of records with me and we, he, we had this little thing where I would be in there singing and he'd be in the sound mm -hmm. booth. And I'd be wait, mm -hmm. you know, I'd be done. I'd be waiting to hear his response. He'd say, "How'd you yeah. do?" And <laughs> <laughs> the "How'd you do?" was the "How'd you do?" Mm -hmm. was let's do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he just was not yeah. going to say anything negative. He was like, "How'd mm -hmm. you do?" He's like putting it back mm -hmm. on me. I'd go, "I mm -hmm. think I need to do another one." <laughs> <laughs> He'd say, "Yeah, let's take another okay, well, right, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> You know how it is in the studio, too, when you're doing the vocal tracks and stuff, it could be very sterile. It could be very, um, and that, that kind of, that can raise your anxiety level a little bit as, as you're, as you're out there trying to belt that stuff out. So it, it's somebody who can kind of, there's a psychological game going on behind the board anytime you're recording music and, and any good producer, uh, anybody that's ever um, recorded bands before understand that there's a psychological uh, uh, game that has to go on that you can tease the most out of these 
uh, out of these artists who are often very sensitive fellows to get the most out of them. There's a, you have to have a, you have to, you have to have a degree in psychology, I think, to be really good at, at, at being at, at, at studio. Well, work. there's definitely some mind games that can take place and you, you know, don't fall prey to some of them. You know, I, I'll tell you some of my best takes though have been the scratch and I've ended up mm-hmm. using them many, many times just because mm-hmm. um, I get, you know, I've, I've been a live singer for so long, you know, playing, you know, I'm, I'm just an old, an old horse warrior. I mean, I've been playing mm-hmm. gigs for so many years that um, I feed off of that. And so um, there's been often times, you know, that we'll, I'll just listen to the, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the scratch vocal and I'll look at them and say, Hey, I don't know that I really, I might be able to sing it better, you know, certain places but the energy is not going to be there so most of the time i'm just fixing a little few things on a scratch you know because i i like being able to sing with my band and um you know so we we've even tracked uh some songs and i'm I'm looking forward to doing another record where i can do everybody in the room and just um you know go for it and say if you guys we're going to do three takes Mm -hmm. of every song pick the best one you guys are going to have to live with your mistakes (laughs) Because there's going to be bleed over when you do that. Mm-hmm. There's just no way, oh, yeah. no way to to get away mm-hmm. from it. Hundred percent. Well, we're going to play someday. Right now, we're talking with Caleb Stout of the Stout Brothers Band. They're coming out with a record that's dropping in November called Livewire Priest. You guys got to get a copy of it because if these two songs are any indication of what's coming out, I'm gonna. This is going to be on my playlist mm-hmm. for sure. So we're going to play it right now someday from Stout Brothers right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we'll be right back.
right, guys. I know I've already made a bunch of new fans for Stout Brothers. Before we get started, and I I forget, uh, tell me, honey, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Do you follow you on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and a website? Facebook, Instagram, social media is, is a great spot. You just type in Stout Brothers. And it's spelled S-T-A-U-D-T, in case you guys are wondering. It's, uh, it's not spelled like the beer, although I'm... Uh, it's pronounced like the beer. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. No, it's that it's that it's that Germanic uh, phonetics where they have the silent D in there. But stoutbrothers.com, you can see where we're headed next. You can see our our calendar and all the events we got coming up, and um and 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 it's a uh, and social media we're on all of those. Well, so you've got a big show that. coming up on September twenty second um, in Corpus Christi mm -hmm. at Brewster Street, opening for Stony Larue. So if you guys are in the area and can get down there, I promise you will not be disappointed. Um, also, you guys have um, a new record dropping in November. It's called Livewire mm -hmm. Priest. We want everybody to put that on your radar to to buy mm -hmm. that. Um, and I'm sure you've got some merch out there that people can can mm -hmm. get and and share and wear. I know that's that's a kind of a big thing these days. I I love going to concerts and seeing people wearing their stuff and uh, lots of fun mm -hmm. to to be able to help you guys that way. They, almost mm -hmm. get more money for stuff that they buy on merch than you do your records. So <laughs> the, the business models changed for a touring musician. For sure. And, um, you know, streamings don't pay anything. And we, as much as we love them because we want the exposure for, uh, for our music, but man, if you really want to support a band, go buy a t-shirt, go buy a CD, go buy something from them because that's, probably one of the cleanest revenue streams that are left to a, to a touring artist. Speaking of revenue streams, what do you do in the daytime, Betty? And are you married? And I also want you to just very quickly give a shout out to all the guys in the band because I don't think we really gave the names. So, Yeah, yeah. So uh, the uh, the guys in the band, uh, Matt Grohl is my drummer. He was uh, out of Captain Legendary Band previously before he came on board with us full time. Uh, and our bass player is uh, David Stockton, who formerly played for a high speed hayride and actually uh, a few other uh, Scott Taylor and a few other guys. These guys have a ton of experience. I've been just super fortunate to get a group of guys around me that are just fantastic. And they've, they've been in, in, in the Texas country scene for a while and they're just, they're just pros, you know, they're just gritty old pros, which I love. Anyways, um, <laughs> our mandolin player's name is uh, John White out of San Antonio. Uh, you, you, you've heard the mandolin in probably a couple of our cuts. And uh, he's a dear friend of mine and actually one of the founding members of the band. And when we first started out, it was me with an acoustic guitar and and this uh, my, my little my, my guy next to me playing mandolin. And that's how this band got started. And now it's a full on balls yeah ball. mm -hmm. yeah so it and is, then your brother um, right so my brother um otto otto stout who uh who plays uh who plays a uh, rhythm guitar sings on some of the tracks and other things like that uh who i've played music with my whole life he was my first band member um and and that was that was the uh, uh it's awesome to get to play with uh to with with siblings and uh our lead guitar player uh chris benson uh tattoo artist extraordinaire and our resident um our, our resident uh lord of darkness he's uh he's uh, exactly what you think a tattoo artist would look like right <laughs> and man he's 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 just this, and what's funny is i was talking to somebody about him the other day and they're like you know um, he really is. They kept, they said this a couple of times. 
he really is the sweetest guy. <laughs> he really is the sweetest guy. And I, You're like, well, why, I why like, do you have to? Why do you have to say that? <laughs> why do we need to qualify yeah. that statement? <laughs> exactly. And then there was some, there was some kind of like blubbering and well, um, well, um, stuff. And then it's like, well, you know, this he. He, he wears a lot of black, you know, and he has, you know, tattoos everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's oh, yeah. sweetest guy. So he really is. My, my, my lead guitar player, Chris Benson, the sweetest guy. In <laughs> the sweetest guy you know, tattoo artist. <laughs> with, that's just covered in tattoos. And um, we were really proud um, the other day. We got our first fan tattoo oh wow that's very cool they were like you know we want to get the swan from your black swans ep tattooed and so um we were so excited about it that we um that we comped the session so wow that's very cool (laughs) took pictures and throwing it out there huh good promo so anybody Anybody who's willing to advertise for us in the skin like that, I mean, that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. So, what's your day gig? Yeah, so you know, I uh, I've, I've worked for actually um, worked for a bank for a while, but now I work for myself, and I just uh, uh, I help folks with their uh, with in with investments and trusts and other things like that, and it's been. Uh, I, I'm a graduate of the University of St. Mary's in San Antonio, uh, which still has an undefeated football team, by the way. All right. And, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the running joke because they don't have a football team. Okay. But, um, <laughs> nice. Anyways, I had to do something with my time when I uh, when I left the minor leagues after uh, after a few years in baseball. Okay. And, and then that's where I landed. And uh, married with I, kids. Married, uh, two beautiful children, uh, uh, Levi and Parker. I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So you were talking earlier about offline about how much you, how much time you get to sleep between all these projects that you have running, and I could totally commiserate because, man, I, I may get home from a gig at three in the morning or four in the morning, and my my beautiful children they wake up at six thirty. Oh yeah, baby, and they're ready to go. They got the zoomies. <laughs> Sun comes up, you're on deck. So um, I know all about. It. I did it for many, many years, and that's what I learned to live with very little sleep. Um, mm. You know, I just got used to it very early on. But yeah, that was back in the day when we literally played until two in the morning. That was the ten to two gigs. Get home mm-hmm. at three, and my my little ones would be up at you know six thirty seven, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. This is the I'll life. Have a but cup I of coffee. Yeah, I lived mm-hmm. on uh, caffeine for a while. So, well, I am so glad that I got to meet you, Caleb, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys live. I really wow. want to have you in the area. I'll let you guys, you listeners, know when they're going to be in the area here. But like I said, they're going to be playing in Corpus Christi, and get online. Follow their um, follow their tour schedule. They're going to be playing some. They're releasing a new record that they're going to be pushing. So I know they'll have some gigs as soon as that drops in November. And um, right. tell the band, man, I can't wait to see you guys. It's such a great sound, Caleb. You really got something going on, and I'm pumped Thank about you. it. Thank so you. we're going to play two back-to-back songs. Uh, one of them is called Too Soon. We're going to play that mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Little little glitch about that? Tell me. Uh, yeah. So too soon was written the day that my wife told me 
she was pregnant with our second child. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't, be, no, no I, more explanation needed. <laughs> just, no more I, explanation I, needed. I was, listen, I was four months <laughs> pregnant before I knew I was pregnant with my second child. I was, I mm. thought, I, I was like, what is the mm. deal? I'm getting fat and I'm nursing mm-hmm. and I don't get mm-hmm. it. What's going on? And mm-hmm. then I found out mm-hmm. I was pregnant. <laughs> so I, I, I recommend happened. it just because it makes the pregnancy go by faster. Because you know, I was in my second trimester before I knew it. But I, yeah. I love the song, and that no more needed. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get to the second song we're playing called Austin. Obviously, yeah. a bad breakup or something that you were trying not to get back to. But I love the song. I, I mean, you know, kind of, a, I'm, I'm kind of a ballad girl anyway, and I really like the way you, you mm-hmm. convinced me of this. But yeah, mm-hmm. so just talking about mm-hmm. how you didn't want to go back because of memories or what you know austin's probably uh it was a tough song for us uh you'll notice uh, i will say before i talk about it the fiddle in there um we did that at yellow dog studios um the uh the fiddle was done by mr cody braun so okay. the braun brothers did that and we were super excited to have him in studio with us when we did it Austin is uh, my hometown. I, I grew up right outside of outside of Austin in Leander, Texas. And, um, you know, I think people uh, think about home as a what we, in, in an ideal setting. Home is always a safe place and home is a place that you always want to get back to. And we always writing songs about going home. We want to go home, that sort of thing. But sometimes home is the last place that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's very difficult to uh, um, <clears throat> it's a difficult place to be. Um, and so that song was written in, 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 um, my brother and I wrote it, uh, the week after my father died. And, um, I try not to give the story too much because I, I want people to address, you know, their issues. Their own Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And so it still has the universal thing, but I got to tell you, I was really struggling at the time with, with grief and I had a lot of responsibilities and I had people who needed me and, um, man, that was the last place I wanted to be in the whole wide world. And, uh, that's, that's where they, that, that song said it. When I, when I left, I, I left my hometown and headed back home and I was like, man, I don't want to go there again. So, mm-hmm. well, we're going to play now, um, Stout Brothers too soon in Austin mm-hmm. and you guys will be right back on Texas Homegrown Music to wrap it up. But thank you again, Caleb. And here we go with Too Soon and Austin from the Stout Brothers.
Some kind of mistake, but you never said too much. I could feel it in your touch. I was a flower in the fields begging for rain, but never come. Yeah, I know that this is real.
again There's a picture of a red-headed man You lose some things, they don't come back To agree we've got so much talent in texas and i haven't even scratched the surface on all these bands that are out there playing that you guys probably don't even know about i certainly know there's a plethora of them that i don't know about and i'm trying to find them so if you ever hear of a band that you want me to have on just let me know may lee at texashomegrownmusic.com i'll be happy to investigate it and see if we can get them on the show just like i did with the stout brothers and that's spelled s-t-a-u-d-t brothers i hope you guys will follow them and if you're in the area of corpus christi around september 22nd you can hear them opening for stony larue at the brewster street until uh, until next time, I just want to say thanks again for all of you for coming in every week and listening to this show and um, just learning more about what we have here in Texas. Besides country and Americana, we've got some great blues and rock and jazz. You got it. We've got it. And um, I know that there's a lot of our artists out there that I haven't even haven't even heard about and I want to share them with you thanks to uh, all of my sponsors that make this possible Guitar Sanctuary of course and Burris Injury Law and Cadillac Pizza Pub right there in the square of McKinney Texas in my hometown so thank you guys again for tuning in we hope to hear you next week Talk about Texas homegrown music. Share it with your friends. We're out there, of course, um, on the radio and podcast. So we'll see you soon. Till next time. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. We'll see you next time.